everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Otome Shimai. I'm Vicky. And I'm Vika. And we are sisters who play Otome games. Today is our second episode on Ikesen in Mobile Romance, Bishonen on the Gonen, How Did I End Up Romancing This Ultra Hot Guy on My Phone, Ikemen Sengoku Part 2. I Man. love the name of this series. That is a mouthful. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> So today we're talking again about Ikemen Sengoku, or Tokyo Kakeru Koi, Romances Across Time. Last episode, we talked about the first six allies, everyone from the Oda faction. Today, we're talking about the rest of the allies from season one, the Takeda Uesugi characters, as well as Kenyo. And in the second part of this episode, we're going to be talking about the anime, Ikemen Sengoku bromances across time. Love it. Yeah, I'm excited for Love that. Love it so that much. Was, that was a fun experience, <laughs> and we cannot wait to share it with you all. But first, who are we doing this week? Vicky? So, a couple of weeks ago, Nekopata Catboy's Paradise came out. Ugh, I've been waiting for this, and I'm so sad that you got a chance to play it before <laughs> I did. So, I downloaded it on mobile, mm-hmm. and it is free, mm-hmm. fully voiced, Catboy fluff. Oh my gosh, is it cute? It's so cute. It's so cute. You're running a cafe with cat boys. <sighs> it's a free game, so it is shorter, and you don't really like get any choices. It's just four roots, mm-hmm. and it's not super, super detailed. But honestly, guys, if this gets popular and they actually make a full game of it, I will be so so happy. Really? Oh, that's so great. I can't wait to start playing. I downloaded it, but didn't get a chance to actually start any route. Well, you will. You'll love it. I will. Yeah. For me, I have been starting Fashioning Little Miss Lonesome. Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous. <laughs> so, uh, like I mentioned in the last episode, I've been playing Genshin Impact, and I, pay, and I play that on PC. So, I decided to go back to my uh, Steam account that I haven't used in a few years, and play some of the games that were there on my backlog. And the one that I started with is our Fashioning Little Miss Lensum. I really, really like it so far. It is hilarious. I am really, really jealous. I've been wanting to play this game for a really, really long time, but I don't have a PC. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I will share it all with you. Please, please do. (laughs) (laughs) So back to today's main topic. We're going to be talking about the rest of the Ikesen allies and the anime. So let's start first with the Uesugi Takeda faction. Who's the first person we're going to talk about today? So the first ally we're going to be talking about today is Takeda Shingen, the Tiger of Kai. The leader himself. Ooh, and he is like a giant pot of fondue. Oh, so hot and <laughs> oh, so cheesy. <laughs> so when you say cheesy, you mean his pickup lines. Oh, yes. Ugh. That, oh, oh my gosh. So when I first started playing this guy's route, I was like, how could this man be so cheesy? It's like every other line was like something out of the worst romance novel ever. And the MC's reactions to him are hilarious because he is. He's a very attractive man. In fact, he is the only ally in Ikemen Sengoku that MC straight up thinks is out of her league. Mm. He's like that type of attractive. Nice. But the words that come out of his mouth. 
absurd. <laughs> it's really, really funny. So he's a big flirty man. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a giant spy network, which hmm. is cool. He's like the information person of his faction. So he knows everything. He does. He knows everything. Um, he also loves sweets. He eats way too many of them. You can definitely find him at tea shops eating all of the sugar constantly. Wow. So he has a lot in common with Nobunaga. Ooh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be very insulted. Yes, because uh, Shingen wants to kill him. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that I really liked about Shingen is that he is, in my opinion, the most emotionally mature ally in this game. Mm. Um, he is really big on consent, despite all of the cheese that yeah. he spouts. I don't think there's a single time in the game where he touches the MC without her express permission. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So the Uesugi part of the Takeda Uesugi faction is Uesugi Kenshin, the god of war. And he is a war and violence obsessed yandere. Also, bunnies follow him around. That seems a little bit oxymoronic. It's true, though. <laughs> it's true. Uh, seriously, he's a yandere. He's a yandere from, like, the first time they meet. Mm. He also doesn't understand emotions. He's very emotionally stunted, like many of the allies in this game. He just wants to fight people and lock MC in the dungeon. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. His response to just about anything is to try to fight whoever is talking to him. Well, at least he's pretty. He's really pretty. <laughs> he's so pretty. Kenshin's the prettiest boy. Oh, yeah, he is really pretty. Yeah. Can we talk about another pretty boy? Let's talk about another pretty boy. Who's your pretty boy? My pretty boy is Sanada Yukimura, the peerless warrior. Ooh. And he was the first ally I went after when I first started playing this game. Mm-hmm. He is just so adorable. He works for his daddy, Shingen. <laughs> <laughs> No, really. He acts as his father in the game. Shingen really looks out for him. Shingen also has daddy vibes. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Yukimura's not really in it for the warmongering. He just really wants the fighting to be over so he can go back to his village and settle down and have babies. With MC, of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit of a tsundere, and I'm kind of surprised that I'm really into him, but he's not that much of a tsundere. Mm -hmm. He blushes really easily, but he still is able to show his affection and care for the people he likes. Even Sasuke. Sort of. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) The first time uh, MC meets him is when he saves her from falling off a cliff in the prologue, and then uh, for the rest of the routes, he proceeds to make fun of her for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's super great. He's, yeah, uh, I love his pet names for her. Mm-hmm. Like, he thinks wild boar woman is a pet name. Wonderful. Yeah, it's so great. romantic. It's so romantic. Much he romance. teases her a lot, but I like him. <laughs> yeah, and now we can talk about his best friend, Sarutobi Sasuke, the swift striking storm, aka our best friend Sasuke. Yes, he is also MC's best friend. Her life in the Sengoku era is way better for him being around. Yeah, so Sasuke is actually from the future just like MC. That's right. So Sasuke is a ninja physicist. Yes, I said ninja physicist. Those are two things that don't seem to go together, but for Sasuke, it's perfect. Um, He's from modern day Japan, just like MC, who also got dragged through the wormhole. Sasuke didn't learn how to ninja until after he traveled back in time. And he actually works for Kenshin. They have this kind of weird relationship where Kenshin tries to kill him, and apparently it helps them bond. Also, like I said, he and Yukimura are BFFs. In fact, Sasuke taught Yukimura the term BFF. That's right. Oh, so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Sasuke is a giant geek. He makes Monty Python jokes and 
Doctor Who references all the time. A plus localization job by the Cybird team for this. Seriously, Sasuke is one of the most entertaining characters because of his geekiness and because of all of the modern day jokes. Yeah. And we play this game in, in English, so I can only imagine what the original dialogue in Japanese was like. And that is really what makes us so impressed because when you're localizing a game, I mean, it's not just translating A to B. You have to make it make sense for the new audience. And mm -hmm. Sidebird's team, they just did such a good job on yeah, this. I love it. They, the localization team did a great job. I really, really enjoy all of the dialogue in this game overall. Mm -hmm. It's really smart. It's really funny. There are so many references and there's no way that, you know, that could have been easy to do. Yeah, it's great. But let's not wax poetic about the localization of this awesome game. <laughs> let's continue to talk about the rest of the characters. And this is the last one we're going to talk about today. And this is Kenyo. The Avenging Monk, mm -hmm. a.k.a. the Angry Disney Princess. <laughs> <laughs> so Kenyo is the main baddie of season one. He actually used to be friends with Nobunaga. He used to be allied with Nobunaga. But then shit happened and now Kenyo wants to destroy him. Yay! Yay! Um, so in all of the other routes, Kenyo is a, a big problem. Um, he kidnaps MC a lot. So they were constantly going to war and, mm -hmm. and messing with things. Um, but in Kenyo's roots, MC falls in love with him. So that's definitely something different. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I call him a Disney princess because wild animals flock to his door. Okay. Um, I guess they like his whole spicy on the outside, gooey on the inside thing too. It's really interesting because in the last episode, we talked about Ieyasu and how MC kind of has to follow him around in order to like get to his gooey center. Yeah. Um, she has to do the same thing with Kenyo, except she doesn't actually like live near Kenyo. She has to go and like seek him out. He lives in the forest <laughs> <laughs> with all of his Disney animals, with all of the animals. So she literally has to stalk this salty man in order to get him to love her. And it uh, takes some time because he's stubborn and angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great and challenging romance. It was definitely great and challenging. So there are some other characters in season one who are not allies. Um, those would be Mori Motonari, Mori Ranmaru. Different last names. One is Mori and one is Mori. <laughs> also, Imagawa Yoshimoto. Uh, they do not have roots in season one. They're going to have roots in season two. There are also some new allies in season two that didn't appear in season one. They are Naoe Kanetsugu, Maeda Keiji, and Kicho. Yeah. Just Kicho. Just Kicho. <laughs> so we're going to talk about them whenever all of the roots from season two finish releasing so we can give you the whole story. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to talk about... Ikemen Sengoku bromances across time. Bromances across time. Yes. So Vicky and I spent a weekend on the couch and, well, actually, not we, on the We spend most of our weekends <laughs> on the couch. We, we don't go out. <laughs> we stay at home. <laughs> if we could both be hikikomori, we would love it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to leave the house. Yes. I love, I love just being at home, existing, and dating my 2D boyfriends. Um... At least for this past weekend, what we did is we watched Ikemen Sengoku Bromances Across Time. 
you can watch this on Verve, which has Crunchyroll, and Crunchyroll mm-hmm. is where they host it. Each episode is literally five minutes of pure chaos. The characters are from the game, but it doesn't follow the exact plot line of the game. It doesn't, yeah, no, mm-mm. Um, and one of the big reasons is that uh, the female MC doesn't exist mm-hmm. in the anime. Mm-hmm. So the overall plot of Bromances Across Time is that Sasuke is the main character. Mm-hmm. He still gets sucked through the wormhole back in time, and it's just him geeking out over all of these Sengoku-era warlords because, you know, History nerd. nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just dicking around the whole time. Uh, the first few episodes are Sasuke interacting with only the Oda faction. Uh, the warlords get introduced one at a time. And then eventually you find out that Sasuke is actually working for Kenshin. <gasps> Shocking. Shocking. And then you meet the Takeda Uesugi faction. Uh, you get introduced to all of those guys one at a time as well. We also start to see Kenyo popping in and out and trying and failing to kill Nobunaga. Mm-hmm. The last person to show up is Motonari, who we didn't really talk about today, but he is also another antagonist. Um, the anime ends with more time travel and some really interesting career choices. Uh, since this anime is basically just chaotic fluff, we're going to talk about some of our favorite scenes. Yes. I also want to mention that this series is 3D. Mm-hmm. It's all of the characters are in, like, chibi form, and they are adorable. <laughs> so don't go into it thinking it's going to be gorgeous and handsome warlords like it is in the game. They're all chibified, and they run around, and it looks hilarious. It is. It's really cute. Yeah. And uh, actually, the first scene we're going to talk about makes that even more hilarious, because it is when Sasuke teaches them how to play tennis. Yes. I don't know where he pulls a tennis racket or multiple tennis rackets out of (laughs) because he came through a wormhole but maybe he just happened to have a crap ton of tennis gear on him but he brings out his tennis gear and they all just start having a tennis match yeah they end up playing doubles it's nobunaga and hideyoshi versus sasuke and ieyasu and it's really funny because it's kind of like prince of tennis style tennis Hmm. so they each have like a whole bunch of like special like physics bending shots (laughs) so for example sasuke has a ninja drop shot Mm, and ieyasu has a tenacity attack but our favorites are hideyoshi's names for his special tennis moves because they are things like i will walk through fire and water for nobunaga sama shot or I will hide Nobunaga-sama's favorite completo from him for his health sake shot. Yes, so good. Yeah. So that <laughs> whole scene was really hilarious. And it's actually that episode where you really get introduced to Hideyoshi and they make it very, very clear that he's a little Nobunaga obsessed. Yep, a little. Just a little. A little. Just a little. Just yeah. a little. Mm-hmm. At some point, Nobunaga gets really mad and says, can you not say my name whenever you do a, <laughs> whenever you take a shot? And he actually does. He just says Demon King of the Sixth Heaven. Because that's so much different. Yep. It's not Nobunaga (laughs) technically, I guess. So I know that the next scene we're going to talk about is something that you absolutely love because you just will not shut up about it. It's not that. I just really found it hilarious. I couldn't (laughs) stop laughing when we saw it. And that's the rap battle part. (laughs) (laughs) So in one episode, basically Sasuke teaches everyone how to rap. Mm -hmm. And everyone has their own style of um, rapping. So he uses his fan as a microphone. And the whole point is that Masamune comes in, he comes in super late, and he's annoyed at Hideyoshi because Hideyoshi nags him. So <laughs> Masamune starts rapping about how annoying Hideyoshi is. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then everyone gets their little, like, bit to sing. So Mitsunari does a rap, but his is more like a singing. And then he's talking about how awesome Ieyasu is because he's obsessed with Ieyasu. Ieyasu hates that, so he does his own clapback rap battle style. And then at the end, it just ends up being Hideyoshi rapping about how much he loves Nobunaga. Nobunaga closes it out with rapping about Kompeto. <laughs> it's so awkward. <laughs> It's so uncomfortable and so bizarre. It's so funny, though. It's so funny. I <laughs> I posted on Twitter one little video that I happened to catch with them going, Yo, Nobunaga! It was so great. And so every time I raise my hands up in there, I go, Yo, Nobunaga! Oh, that's our thing now. Yeah, that's our thing now. It's great. I recommend that you watch this. The next scene that we also thought was pretty hilarious was the junk mail piece. Yeah. So the first time we ever actually meet the Takeru Uesugi faction, um, Sasuke is trying to teach uh, Kenshin Shingen and Yukimura like ways of attacking people from like present day Japan. And he tells them to send the Oda faction spam mail. <laughs> Like spam emails. Yeah, like spam emails. But since there's no email, what they do is they write letters and tie them to arrows and shoot the arrows over into the other faction's castle. (laughs) You would think that the other faction just thinks they're under attack, but no, that is not what happens. No, after thousands of these really weird messages that say things like, oh, if you don't send these to like five other castles by sundown, then you will have bad luck for a century or something like that. They start getting responses, like these really nice responses, like, oh, do you need help? I can help you. Oh, I'm so sorry you have bad luck. And they're all from Hideyoshi. <laughs> <laughs> Hideyoshi is so sweet. He's, he reads them all and writes back to the whoever's writing. It's adorable. Yeah, so it kind of backfired on them. <laughs> yeah. It was it was kind. It was it was strange and yet wholesome at the same time. Strange and wholesome. <laughs> Another scene that I really like is when they introduce Kenyo. Yes. So the first time we meet Kenyo, he ends up crawling into the ceiling of Azuchi Castle because he's trying to go and of course murder Nobunaga. But I guess Sasuke has set up a whole bunch of like Indiana Jones style traps in the ceiling. <laughs> and so the whole episode is just like Kenyo running away from like boulders rolling through the mm-hmm, ceiling. Or arrows shooting or things popping up out of the floor. Yeah. But eventually what happens is he finds an injured cat. And instead of ignoring the injured cat and going on and trying to murder Nobunaga, he decides to just give up on murdering for the day and take the cat home with him. Yep, he is a Disney princess. Yeah, the cat's name is Mike. <laughs> right, the cat's name is Mike. He names it. He names the cat Mike. <laughs> it's really, really cute. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. Another great scene is when Sasuke abandons Yukimura to be tortured by uh, Kenshin and Shingen. Okay, so that's not really how it happens. <laughs> that's how Yukimura sees it. <laughs> what really happens is Sasuke has to go off and do some ninja spying. Mm. And he goes to Kenshin and tells him, hey, I'm trustworthy. If I'm not home by sunset, you can kill my best friend. <laughs> Yukimura is probably not very happy about this. So what happens is Sasuke gets to go on his own little adventure while Shingen, well, actually mostly it's Kenshin, Mm -hmm. start to uh, find ways to torture Yukimura, like tying him to the ceiling Mm -hmm. and sticking him in a box and 
stabbing him with their swords. Yeah, like you would do at a magic show? Yeah. I don't know. That was weird. So the other thing we notice is that since there are no women or, you know, other characters in this anime, um, they had to remove half of Shingen's personality. <laughs> so he just kind of sits there going, la 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 la. Yeah, instead of hitting on women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And I think it was really funny because they portray Sasuke in a very different way from the game. (laughs) They portray him as being much sillier than he is. I mean, you get scenes of him running away from butterflies (laughs) and being lost in the (laughs) being lost in the woods. He's a ninja. He would never get lost in the woods. Yeah. I mean, he is quite silly in the actual game, but he is just like an airhead in this anime. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, very funny. So Yukimura gets tortured for a little bit, but Sasuke does come back home. Yeah, Yeah. they're still best friends. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end of the anime, you get uh, an interesting couple of episodes where the warlords meet on a beach to have a battle, and Sasuke convinces them to compete by playing beach games instead. (laughs) We're talking capture the flag and watermelon smashing. Mm -hmm. They also just end up having a drinking party at the end. Mm -hmm. Kenyu's in this scene too. Yep, he's there grilling squid with his cat, Mike. Mike, the cat. (laughs) Best character. Best character (laughs) in the whole series. One thing that I thought was really hilarious about this episode was the watermelon smashing thing Mm -hmm. because they have to do it blindfolded and they decide to do it with real swords. (laughs) The whole point of Sasuke getting them to do this is that he didn't want them to fight, but since they're doing the watermelon smashing with real swords, they end up accidentally fighting instead. Yes, but blindfolded. Blindfolded. (laughs) Don't worry. No one gets injured. It's fine. (laughs) They end up eating watermelon and drinking together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are some of our final thoughts? So, of the anime? Or of, of the anime. <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable. Honestly, if you have played through even one route of Ikemen Sengoku, it is something that you will find oh so enjoyable. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like, once you basically get to know who the characters are and you watch through it, it's so funny to see them in this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the ending of each episode <gasps> brought a twinge to my mm. loins. Because... <laughs> so, you know how earlier... <laughs> Vika was like, oh, don't go into this anime expecting it to be, like, beautifully animated. It's a bunch of, like, 3D chibis. Mm -hmm. She wasn't lying, but she also wasn't telling the entire truth. Yes. At the end of every episode, you get a fully animated scene of our gorgeous warlords saying something super sexy to the viewer. And every episode features one warlord. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, it is so sexy to see them like that. Yeah. There's usually, like, a half-open shirt in involved or lounging on a futon and it is it's great it's great definitely worth watching at least for that Mm -hmm. so completely enjoyable ridiculousness has very little to do with the actual storyline of the game yeah well you know that's okay yeah that's okay (laughs) so thank you for joining us for episode 16 Mobile romance be shonen on the gonen. How did I end up romancing this ultra hot guy on my phone? Ikemen Sengoku part (laughs) 2 If you like what you hear and would like to support us, we have a Buy Me a Coffee account where you can donate to helping us keep the podcast going. We also have a Twitter and Instagram where you can stay updated on what we're up to. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye! Bye.